I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of All the Small Games. My name is Andrew Levins. I am Jonathan Valenzuela. And strap yourselves in because you're about to be treated to half an hour of indie game discussion. Hell yeah. John, what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Why must people strap themselves in? Um, uh, that's, the, that's the device that this, uh, that this, uh, this podcast is being shot into. What? It's a, it's, yeah, it's the new, uh, new peripheral, what's it called? You know peripheral? What? Peripheral. Peripheral. Per- 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 peripheral. U- urethral. <laughs> it's being shot into people's urethras around the globe. Um, That's another perfect introduction by me. Um, yeah. This episode of uh, All the Small Games is going to feature... Well, my game. I know what my game is. My game right. is going to be called What Arm. Right. My game is, uh, is going to be and is still called Horus. Um, John, What Arm is it? <laughs> it's time to review What Arm, <laughs> oh, my friend. Uh, what um, is uh, the latest game by uh, Keita Takahashi, um, and he is the creator of legendary creator. Well, his most famous game is a little game that uh, you and I bonded over very early in our friendship stages, yeah. uh, many many years ago. I believe around 2004, S- good old 16 years ago. Um, and that game is called uh, Katamari Damacy, specifically this, its sequel, We Love Katamari, yes. which uh, I bought on PlayStation Two when it came out. Um, it's one he- of those one of those games where it's like the the original wasn't available overseas or something like that. Or- I, don't, I don't think it was ever released in Australia. So yeah. yeah, the first one we got the sequel first here. And yeah, I remember reading about it on like a website or a magazine, just being like, "This game is the weirdest, most Japanese thing ever." And I was like, "I gotta have me that." And you and, <laughs> and you're saying this as a man who owned Muscle March at some point on Wii. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was that was that was later. K- Katamari Damacy walked so Muscle March could, <laughs> March? could march. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be swole and march um, But yeah, I mean, uh, Keita Takahashi uh, an Amazingly creative sure. uh, game developer Did he, was was he also Nobu Nobby Nobby Boy Nobby Nobby Boy, yeah And then he quit video games Whoa. Seemingly forever To make uh, children's what? playgrounds Okay um, And he uh, had a job for a short while in uh, Scotland that's and rad. He he left over creative differences, <laughs> and then he spent like the last few years making this game Watam, which I saw, um, I saw previewed at, at, at an event a long time ago, and it being like this collection of r- random characters, and you play as a mare, and you can you have a bomb under your hat, and you can explode things. Cool. And and I was like, I'm in. Yeah. You crazy. I love mares. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. So this game has come out. It came out at the end of last year. I'm I'm very curious to hear you talk about it because I've 
I've seen videos, I've seen lots of stuff about it. I don't understand this game. And, and describing it to you is going to be one of the most challenging things ever. Um, as someone who forgot how to pronounce the word peripheral earlier in the episode, <laughs> you can imagine how hard this is going to be. So let me start by saying this game has been developed by Phenomena. Okay. That's uh, Phenomena with fun in it. Nice. Um, uh, what else have they done? I mean, they... Uh, what's going on here? She's This is uh, Robin... Hunnick's um, uh, company. She is the one of the founders of that game company. She joined, so she was a producer at that game company, um, and uh, she w- worked on Fl- um, Flower and Journey, mm-hmm. and then um, she. Uh, oh right, okay. Eventually, uh, co-founded Phenom- Phenomena with another another guy Phenomena. called Martin, called uh, Martin Middleton, and um, their first game was a VR game called Luna, mm-hmm. um, and now we have uh, their second game. Watam, the spiritual successor of Katamari, although I would say it's very different to Katamari. Sure. Oh, no. L- looks... There's no rolling as far as I can tell. Uh, well, yeah, some, some characters roll. Oh, shit. Majority, okay. A majority of them do not. Uh, it's published by Annapurna Interactive, uh, who gave us uh, a lot of games that we have loved uh, on this podcast in the past. Uh, last year, they gave us Outer Wilds. Yes, and uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, and in previous years, uh, Florence was a game that they published that I loved. And they'll also be publishing the upcoming, I guess, when we put this out. Kentucky upcoming Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero. Coming out in in a, less than a week's time. Yes. It goes up. Um, and uh, I'm just thinking of the great Annapurna jams. Gora Goa. Gora Goa, yep. Good um, yeah, I had a look at their website the other day and was just like, oh, damn, these guys have just released amazing games. Donut County. Yep, they were Donut County. Uh, what what remains of Edith Finch? I haven't touched that one, but yeah, some some great games. Uh, yeah. in, in their in their roster, Ashen is that was that one good? That's, I'm playing that at the moment. All oh, right, yeah, it's a good. Yeah, uh, you playing it on Switch or have you? Did you buy it on? Oh, it's always on Game Pass. It wasn't was it? it was on Game Pass. Played it a bit there. Now it's on Switch. Bought it on Switch because it's one of those like. I'm going to knuckle down and try actually get through a fair bit of it. Because mm-hmm. when I was playing on uh, Xbox, I got to a certain point that was very hard. And obviously, because it's taking up my TV, I can't continually be <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no, give me a little bit more. So now it's on Switch. I'm, I'm happy to like chip away at it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let, let me tell you about what I'm... Get into I've, what I have not been uh, you know, what s- slowly describing <laughs> everything else to do yeah. with this game. Uh, You're stalling, Levens. Released on the PlayStation 4 store and the Windows store through via the Epic Games store on December the 17th, 20, 2019. This is apparently an action game. Right. It definitely isn't. Right. Uh, so, okay, there is a like a little uh, video. Uh, first, I, sh- I should say that I, I saw how colourful and crazy this game was going to be and I was like... I got to play this with my children. Sure. And I did. Um, Archie being older uh, than Tilly, uh, was a lot more patient with all the bullshit that this game had to throw at us. Right. Uh, whereas Tilly kind of got fed up. Uh, no, she look, look, she, she, she stuck it out for a while. Sure. We played it in three sessions of like between an hour and two hours a session. Okay. So I'd say around the four or five hour mark, I would say. Right. Uh, you can probably burn through it in three hours. If you're um, for speed runners out there. But there's a lot of fun, weird, uh, you know, trophies to get. Um, right. And, and Archie n- knowing that uh, you can you know, 100% complete this is now like saying we need to do that. So oh, you've give, you've passed that bug on to him. I'm uh, so sorry, Archie. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you, you get like a little story at the first, uh, at the, to begin with. And uh, it kind of describes, you know, in the beginning or, you know, many years ago, there was everything on, on earth. And then all this bad stuff happened and we lost everything. And, and, 
And so basically everything that was on this beautiful planet is scattered throughout space and... Uh, Sounding familiar. What Like to what? Uh, Katamari Damasi. Oh, okay. So maybe he's a spiritual successor. But you play as the mayor. Sure. Not a prince. Not a king. Um, and, uh, and the mayor is a, a, green squ- a green cube. I'd love it um, if the, the main difference is that the creator learned about democratic elections between <laughs> games. He doesn't really have many mayoral duties. I guess he's just sure. the... Uh, he just the, got the hat with the bomb under it. Yes, yeah, so like, like all mayors. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you, have, you have a hat with a bomb underneath it. And every, all, to begin with, the only thing you need to do is, is blow up your, the new friends you make. Um, and so basically the aim of this game is to bring back the 100 characters so 100 items back to the world okay and the items can be as small as a piece of salmon roe that sits atop a sushi roll okay or as big as the moon right um and so very diverse range of sizes yeah but the same kind of size however not all things in this game are round right okay (laughs) (laughs) um uh so yeah like you you one of the first things you first people you meet is a nose and all so like whenever i say an object imagine this object with legs and arms and and a face sprouting out of it right um horrifying uh, at one point you have you there's a nose two eyes and a mouth all of these things have their own eyes hands mouths and legs um and then at one point you meet a, a, a woman with a big face however she all of her she doesn't have eye and eye eyes. She has like a, a, ti- a tiny little face, but not a like so you proportional have basically face. That's where the the the, the separate eyes, <laughs> nose, and mouth live. Right, and so you have to like one of the games you have to play is like you have to attack her until she falls over, and then attach the various okay. body parts to her face. Right, so she has a face again. <laughs> You have to basically, as mayor, you have to um, do all these weird and wonderful tasks in this crazy, colourful world. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty linear as you complete these strange challenges. Uh, it will then, like, so shooting in from the sky will be, like, these big platforms. There's, like, four different worlds in this, and, and each world is based on, on a season. Okay. So you start with, um, I think, spring or summer. Sure. And the last one is winter. Um, and... Uh, there are bigger kind of platforms. There's like a big chair. There's a big drum. There's a big cake. And each time you com- you complete a few of the weird tasks, it will then like, it will zoom up to the sky. And then it'll, it'll, like this thing will start zooming in and then it will come and attach itself. Because this, these big platforms also have eyes and and uh, and hands. And then it holds on to the, the seasonal platform, which is the biggest thing in the, on, in the stage. Sure. That you're kind of walking around on. And then... Uh, and then it will bring all these other weird objects with it. Right. So, and then a massive screen will be like, welcome back, cake. <laughs> and um, okay. my kids loved that because it was just so weird. Sure. Um, and each season that has, has its own mayor. Um, the, f- the first one is a cube and then you meet a circle. And I won't continue um, the other shapes because it's a bit of a spoiler. Right. Um, when I realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, okay. Yeah, all right. Um, I think I worked it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, some of the challenges are like um, you, you have to eat all of the food items with the mouth and then they get turned into poops. Right. And then there's like a, if you flush the poops, they turn into golden poops. Okay. But then later on, you you unlock a, an explosion ability that allows you to revert the golden poops back to what they originally were. 
Food or regular food, poops? Food. Okay, right. Uh, no one wants an explosive, explosive hat that turns gold poop into regular poop. Yeah. You want to go all the way back so you sure. can do the entire process again. Right. Okay. Um, some of the trophies are like, you know, did 100 poops. Okay. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to doing that with my son, the ultimate bonding experience, <laughs> uh, eating computer food and turning them into golden shits. Yeah. Um, it's really, really strange and silly. And when you get into it to begin with, especially when you're trying to explain it to children, I was just like, I don't know what this game is, we're, we're on what e- it's trying to, we're on equal to be. footing here. But the the warmth that I knew I was going to get from this game, it being a Kata Takahashi game, uh, it does come through and um, the challenges uh, get a bit more actually challenging and fun okay. um, pretty quickly. And then the story starts to kind of unearth itself and it being this kind of like fun story about loss and helping and family and friends. Lovely. Um, yeah. And it has like, of course it has like, a, it's a, it's a great a bunch of great music. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, joyfully Japanese, um, fun, boppy pop, um, with weird lyrics. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I actually really liked it. Um, cool. I noted, uh, upon finishing it that it's the opposite of, um, the last game we finished together. Um, in, in what, um, you, uh, you get everyone in town together and help each other. Right. In Untitled Goose Game, you are a goose who just in, fucks with everybody else in the it, town. In a strange way, you are uniting the town in Untitled in, Goose Game. In their it's hatred just, of it's you. It's against you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you've destroyed the model village so many times. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, I think it's PS only. No, Ep- it's on the Epic Store. Epic Store, right? Windows okay. as well. Yeah, um, I imagine all. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe it will come to other things. But I think, I mean, I think the the Santa Monica studio, which I think has ties to Sony, yeah, was one of the studios on it. So um, it is, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I doubt it will come to anywhere else. But who no, knows? Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Did Nobby Nobby Boy go to anywhere besides Sony stuff? I don't think so. Now that I think about it, it had an app. Yeah, maybe, maybe what time will come? I could see them trying to do something with this as a as a as a as an app. Sure. Um, I wonder if this is uh, his return to games, or is he going to just be like, "No, nope, back to playgrounds." Well, I mean, he never he never just made not, a playground. Just I mean, not like, Scotland. This if time. you look at his incredible, weird creations in video game world, how much would you love to see that on a big scale? Yeah, it's it's insane that they have someone hasn't like a commercial developer hasn't been like, "Yes, please, just come and do something weird in my." Give him give him a corner of the new Nintendo theme park in japan just a little corner just put a little play no no, no i there. think i think to just send into some like you know an enormous retail space in dubai and turn it into the most incredible thing oh ever yeah yeah just like a like an untold amount of money yes yeah. of course cool so, so that, yeah that's, that's uh, uh what arm what arm i would say like like play it if you are already aware of the kind of craziness that keita takahashi is kind of renowned for sure i i, I can't imagine like enjoying it were you not already a fan of his yes going in going in blind might be a bit difficult yeah like i think i think katamari is a much more um easy to digest game even you know how many many years on since, yeah. since launch it's been like and you know how weird it actually i mean the weirdest thing about katamari playing now is the controls yes um, i think everything else is like you know it's quite a easy to grasp um gameplay gameplay and it looks great and the music's so much fun yeah um whereas definitely. this is kind of like what am I doing now? Yeah, like yeah, it's it's. Let's go back to the poops. You just uh, have, you just have to like just just allow yourself to go to go for it. Let yourself go within the game. Sure. I guess in you know where like you know you would say like oh it's you know less about the 
hearing every dialogue option in an adventure game and just like you know letting yourself flow with the story this is like just allowing the game to just just okay all right the game is getting me to do this now i'm going to do it yeah and and you, and you enjoy it surrendering God, to the, the internal logic of the game yeah cool it's a lot of fun yeah great it's cute too ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So my uh, my contribution um, last week dis- last week talked about how I bought a bunch of games from my wish I'd played list. Uh, so this week I'm talking about another one of those games that I've been playing on my jankety ass laptop, uh, which is called Horus. Now Horus is a hold on I had something about it here. Um, I've realized that I should really just look stuff up instead of trying to like Remember? fumble my way through it essentially. <laughs> Uh, so it is a story-driven platform game peppered with nostalgic popular culture references which will bring a smile to any gamer who enjoys the 8- and 16-bit era. Did it bring a smile to your face? It you, did. It because did. I don't know if I associate with you with someone with who enjoys sm- those errors. I thought you were going to say with smiling. You're a fake... Fuck a- you, dude. Fake <laughs> AT, what is fake? Uh, fake 8- and 16-bit gamer yep. girl. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so... Horus is a game about a robotic butler. Uh, Sold. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We're going to play Horus now. The game game starts with you essentially being developed in a lab and delivered to an old man who sort of was the person who created this technology. And it's, it's essentially like... I'm, I'd, I'd be very interested to see, and I really hope it, because it's only on PC at the moment, I really hope it comes to Switch, because I'd like like to see your reaction to it. Because the initial bit is like almost five minutes of cutscene, and then like a short platforming section, and then another five minutes of cutscene, as it's like setting setting the story up, essentially. Right. But the story is it starts with you like being delivered to this family the, the the family of the person who developed you the guy who developed you is like helping you to learn skills so it's like it starts with almost tutorial-esque like learning the the you know your jumping and your running abilities and stuff and then you get given an ability that allows you to pick up garbage and you you promise your de- like you you in a discussion with the person who created you you're like oh my goal is to pick up one million pieces of garbage in my <laughs> life essentially and then something, I, ca- I cannot remember exactly what happens, but something that happens that causes you, oh, a, a group of, a group of like very clearly people involved in the defense industry come around to like see your skills essentially. And they're like, well, we didn't ask for a robot butler. We wanted soldiers. 
why haven't you given us soldiers? Yeah. And then something something happens. There's someone in the family gets hurt or something, <clears throat> and it's in some way blamed on you. So you're put in like the basement, and and left there. And then in the kind of very standard cinematic trope, you see day and night start to cycle and cycle until it turns into a blur. And then the robot comes back online and goes out to like, hey, what's, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm back online. I'll see if the family's still around. And when you get outside, it's almost a weird, like, not not weird, but like something bad has happened. It's post-apocalyptic almost. The mansion that you were living in has been destroyed. People are living in tents and they seem to hate robots as well. So you then now need to go out into the world Find the people you were friends with. Oh, that's right. The creator died, and you just get like you get put in a attic essentially because right. you you shut down. Like you see your creator die of a heart attack because he's an old guy, and then you become unresponsive. Right, and you get shut away, and then finally you come back. Anyway, I've 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 played up to the part where I'm like starting to go out into the world because the first you you essentially you're introduced to a list of characters when you first join the household one of the characters is this like dude who used to be in a band and he's also kind of a criminal and he's the first one you run into when you get out into the world again and he immediately like is like oh i'll help you find everyone else but first you gotta uh you gotta help me bust my friend out of prison kind of thing sure and so there's like a a long level of you busting a a friend out of prison like a puzzle game kind of thing or not not but like a a a platformer oh cool yeah so there's no i haven't or i haven't there's no combat per se at least yet because i am unlocking new abilities so you unlock like the ability to walk on a ceiling and it sounds metroid vainery it 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 definitely there is a big old vein of metroidvania running through it excellent uh as you as you learn to master your strongest robot abilities um, according to the website. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like there's there's a section where, you know, you're breaking a friend out of prison. There's a section where you're trying to steal this guy's van back from somebody. Um, all of these are interspersed with, with cutscenes that are sort of like narrated by the robot. So it's this very sort of like robotic British voice being like, I did not know why he wanted me to bring him tea. He was bleeding. It was strange. That Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wesley. But yeah, it's a Wesley. Uh, but... Told with a lot of personality as well, uh, and even like in the with these eight bit slash sixteen bit graphics, a lot of lot of kind of like action from the characters and emotion, which is great. Interestingly enough, I've I've reached a point now where I'm trying to earn up money to to kind of get to the next section of the oh well I'm I'm buying abilities, but I also need to earn money to like buy a passport or something to get out of the section I'm in. How many millions of pieces of rubbish have you picked up? Uh like eighty thousand. Damn. That's that's the other funny thing is that you are like you've kept that goal even though your creator's dead. Your right. goal is to pick up One million a million pieces, pieces of, rubbish. of rubbish. Great. Um and it's funny because to earn money I'm now playing these like rhythm games. <laughs> So there's like a rhythm, like there's one rhythm game where you're standing at the end of a conveyor belt making bricks. And so there are four people in front of you that are like slapping clay into brick shapes and you need to kind of provide the final slap before it goes off the thing. Right. But there's a song playing at the time. And so it's all about nailing the rhythm of when to do the slap. So like initially it's like easy. It's like dunk, 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 dunk. And then you might have like da-dunk, 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 and you've got to be like da-dunk. <laughs> There's another one where you have to wash 
you have to dry dishes as they're thrown at you. That one is not... Oh, it's kind of rhythm-based, but it's like... I think maybe I have a crappy controller. I do have a crappy controller. <laughs> Blame you your be, tools. Like, you need right. to be like pointed in diagonals. There's another one which is like sorting mail and you need to like press between two buttons, rhythm game style in the thing. That's that's pretty much where I got I, I've gotten up to in this. But from what I've played so far, it's it's incredibly charming. Uh, it's very British. Um, got a very nice kind of subtle sense of humor about it. The platforming is pretty fun. Like it's it's very puzzle based platforming, and so it's cool to kind of work out what you need to do. And there is that Metroidvania element to it, at least like not not pure Metroidvania, but scattered about in terms of like, oh, I've found this. I can now go back and do this at the section I was in before, sort of thing. Um, really interesting cast of characters. Uh, yeah, I I can see why. The, I think this popped up on like Times Best games of 2019 list and that was the only place i saw it which means i don't think it got a lot of um love last year yeah yeah i've I've seen screenshots of it um the the, the horace himself looks like a nightmare Mm. like a lego character in 8-bit yeah it's it's a suit essentially but all the other characters look you know fairly well designed yeah totally and looking at this bit, bit of key art there's a shitload of characters in this game but um yeah, it's uh, it's something that I'm definitely look forward to going back to. It was developed by two guys, uh, which you know, classic classic small game style. Paul Hellman and Sean Scaplehorn, uh, both British guys, and published by Five Hundred Five Games. Um, it's actually if you uh, have an Epic Game Store account, it's free. Hey, cool. Is Epic Game Store on Mac yet? I don't think so. No, it is. It is because Untitled it. Goose Games on Mac. Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I helped a, a friend at the office set up Untitled Goose Game the other day, and it was on her Macintosh. Excellent. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I'm- yeah, so Horace, I, I'm definitely like, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into it. So, I mean, the, the platforming does get hard, which is rewarding, essentially. Yep. Um, but yeah, just seeing seeing where this story takes me. Good, ta- good times. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to collect, the Brits. Collect that rubbish. Yeah, but it's I, the reason I the reason I put a lot of pepper on saying five hundred five games is they also are the company that released Control and the company that did uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, so Jewel of the Night. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, th- I think they're a very interesting low, publisher. low key interesting publisher. Yeah, I definitely agree with yeah. you there. Um, John, let's dip into the mailbag. <sighs> mailbag. <laughs> Um, here's one um, featured, Speaking about You know we, we, we talked about the lull We're having at the moment Yes um, Maybe it's a good time To revisit games And uh, Carter Mack Has written to us About The Messenger Picnic Ooh. Panic Oh right Hey there Levens and John I was wondering If y'all have gone back in On The Messenger Picnic Panic DLC at all I played the main game Based on the reviews I got from the podcast But after hearing The initial review For the DLC I was a bit put off For Picnic Panic That said When I had knocked out Everything you can do In the main game I wanted more So I gave it a shot It's definitely more difficult In the main game But I found the platforming Super rewarding And much like the main game Totally fair Anyways I just finished it And really had a blast With where they took it Plus It sets up for a true sequel Really nicely Oh damn Okay Anyways I had a good time with it And I thought it was great For free DLC so I was wondering if either of y'all had given it a chance past the surfing bit. Thanks, Carter. You got past the surfing bit. I yes, I got past the surfing bit. I got past the first boss that you encounter, and then I'm up to like, I got up to this insane level where you have to like cloud jump 
you're way up a cliff face. You always hated cloud jumping. I was never good at cloud yeah. jumping, and it's just yeah, it it was just like okay, I can't touch this anymore. You uh, never did. You never made. You never made a pass. Look, uh, to be honest, I I don't think I even put an hour into picnic. Sure. Panic. I was just so annoyed at that surfing sure, yeah, massive yeah, yeah. squid boss. I was just like, this is I'm. This is not why I liked this game. Of course. Um, I was just I, I definitely threw a tantrum, and at no point would I have ever suggested that it was uh, anything less than great for free DLC. Like it's an amazingly mm. generous thing. Sure. Uh, for for the developers and publishers to to do, um, instead of you know making us pay a few extra bucks for it or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and it is it is on my like you know shame pile of like things that I know I didn't give a good chance to uh, I, that I feel I, like I should revisit one day I feel like there's levels of shame pile where it's like I need to go back and finish this and then much further down the pile is like I'll be retired someday <laughs> this is definitely one that I like I, I know it's on my switch it's, sure. you know it's updated it's ready to go um, I, w- I will get to it at some yeah. point cool I wonder if like if they're setting it up for a sequel It'd be hilarious if they like continued the time travel thing but moved it forward. So it was like you start in a 16-bit platformer and then when you go through the time portal, it goes like very low-poly 3D, like a very early PS1 game yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, sure, that'd be sick. Yeah. Or they go, or it goes even further back and it's like a, um, a text adventure game. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to make a game you like that. You are a ninja. Do you jump? Where uh, yes. It starts... It starts... At, like it, it almost goes through game's history and as you beat each level, it then... Jumps forward a, gen- a generation of game. There's a there's a game called like it doesn't it doesn't do exactly Evo Land. It's called. It Evo doesn't Land. start as like a text adventure, but it's sort of a, it's an RPG. It's an adventure RPG that kind of works its way through the history of games. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. I'll t- I'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Thank you for making it through to the end of Picnic Panic and and bringing us back news. Um, if you Pardon have Mac. a question for us uh, that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, all the small games at gmail dot com is our email address. Yeah. Um, and John, I've got a question for you before we finish. Damn. Do you want to email it to the? Yeah, I'm emailing it through right now. I'm reading cool. it. Uh, dear John, hey man, big fan of your co-host <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> um, uh, just wondering, you recently mentioned your shame pile. What's at the top of your shame pile? Sincerely, ape out. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm so ashamed that we're I'm gonna. Okay, quit the game that you got on your switch now. When we finish recording um, tonight, we'll I'll, I'll, we'll finish it together. Right. One. I, one I, I love that final level. I've played that final level like a bunch of times. One thumbstick each. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I'd say that's the top of my shame pile. I Just, wish I had a shame pile that would like genuinely take me ten minutes to finish. <laughs> <laughs> this. That, that's the thing. I suck at this last level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, f- oh, what else would be on there? I, I, Moonlighter. Like we discussed, I I want to go back and give it. I just feel like that game asks so much of you. Yeah, I, I don't have the the time to put into it. To, that's to, that's that, very. That, that's my maybe when I retired. That's very fair. I think game. I mean like uh, Control is on my shame pile. After Party is on my shame pile. Um, these are you know these being games that I genuinely want to go back yeah, to. Yeah. Um, almost all my shame pile is triple A's. Yeah, I mean that's the, like I, God knows, over the last year, Control was the biggest game I played. The rest was just indies. Like I've got yeah, like Death Stranding, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I have a copy of Fallen Order in my drawer that I haven't even opened up, sure. taken out of the wrapper yet. Um, and then like yeah, I, I really wanted to finish Final Fantasy VII, the original, before I play the remake at some point right. this year. 
And I mean, it's quite possible I won't finish either of them. Yeah, of you course. Know? We make yeah. these grand plans yeah. and then, yeah, of course. I can, and, and whenever there's a sale and I'm like, yeah, I would love to play Resident Evil 4 one day. Or, right. Or, you know, something of that equivalent. Yeah, I'd love to play every One Piece game on the Switch and then I buy them all. I just got a new Dragon Ball Z game, having no experience with that franchise whatsoever, but it reminds me of One Piece World Seeker from last year. <laughs> right, and that okay. game was a, just an absolute sweet spot in a uh, in, in a fun mo- like you know moment in last year. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, we want what we want. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think it's just uh, the shame pile. It, sh- it should just be called the pile. Exactly. Get yeah. rid of the shame. It's just a pile yeah, that you no, have. There's no shame to it. You it's can... almost it's the want pile. Yes, totally. Yeah. It's the retire pile. It's yeah, exactly. Um, so you know how to email us if you want to follow us elsewhere on the internet. We are at Twitter um, at all the small game um, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash all the small games. John is at sixteen tacos on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at Lev Dog. Um, if you would like to uh, hear other podcasts that I'm on, make sure you check out Hey Fam, and I believe that my comic book podcast serious issues will be coming back very soon too. Oh hell yeah! We've had like three months with, off with Siobhan. Yeah, yeah. I nice. mean, like it's, it's boring doing. It's not. It's just not as fun doing it without. Her. Of course. Like, I wouldn't want either of us to do this podcast. No, without, no. This yeah. would not be fun solo. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, look forward to, to, to that soon. Cool. Um, and uh, enjoy yourself. I had something to say, but I can't remember what it was. That's fine. Fuck, man. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll remember next maybe week. Maybe it was goodbye. It uh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.